from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm joined this week by Michael Maldonado from McNair Middle School. And this is a cybersecurity radio program. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. You may wonder uh, why we have a middle school teacher on the radio on a cybersecurity program. Uh, Michael's no ordinary middle school teacher. Uh, He may think he is, but uh, we think he's doing some great things uh, with a program called uh, Cyber Patriot, and we're going to learn a whole bunch about that uh, on this week's program. Thank you for joining us, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, for those folks listening, um, this goes all the way down into middle school, uh, starts there. uh, And uh, what is the Cyber Patriot program? Cyber Patriot Program is a cybersecurity competition that was started by the Air Force Association. It's currently in its uh, ninth year. And uh, we started at the high school a few years back, and this is our third year at the middle school level. And what we're doing is just trying to teach the kids the importance of cybersecurity, but not just why it's important, actually show them how we go about securing machines and networks. So the way I think about this is it's football. But instead of joining a team to play football against other schools, you join a team to play cybersecurity against other schools. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say this is probably a much more rigorous sport than football in the sense that uh, football, you know, there's a lot of breaks, a lot of downtime. I coach football. Whereas with Cyber Patriot, you go six hours, you go hard, and by the end of it, you're mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. And it's it's definitely a, a mental sport. Yeah. So uh, if you're out there, and that's, so those are big words here in Texas. You said it's more demanding than football. Did you hear that, parents? So here's a way that your kids can uh, get out there, get involved in a team activity, um, and maybe they go on to college or the NFL in football. But uh, cybersecurity-wise, as we've had Congressman Hurd on here and, and a number of folks talking about basically an unlimited supply of cybersecurity jobs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have... I like to, to say that this is the uh, the JV. We have a varsity level at the high school, and then there's cybersecurity competitions all the way up through college and in the real world, and that's you know that's where the money's at. Yeah. So how did you get started uh, into this uh, Cyber Patriot? So you're teaching at McNair, and how long have you been there? This is my eighth year at McNair. So you, you've been there for a few years, and you said Cyber Patriot now has been there for, for three years. So how did you get involved and uh, decide to get a team going there for your middle school? It's kind of a roundabout story. I took the long way into cybersecurity. I uh, started off as a history teacher and a football coach. Did that for a few years. And, and then the principal said, hey, you know, we need you. This, there's this big STEM push. Build a robotics program. So we started off with the, uh, the first technical challenge, robotics. We were the only middle school competing with high schools. We had a lot of success there. And then uh, our high school team actually started Cyber Patriot. And so then one day I'm coming in from football practice and the principal says, this is you drop everything else you're doing this now and so i was kind of blindsided by it you know as a history teacher but uh, i embraced it the first year was really rough i had no idea what i was doing but then a uh, year two we came back and won the state championship for cyber year uh, year three won it again and this is our first this is our third full year with instruction the first year was kind of a club but uh, this year we got second place in texas so 
Uh, that's a uh, pretty great uh, track record you've built there in a, a short amount of time. So how many Cyber Patriot teams are there in San Antonio at the middle school level right now? At the middle school level, we're at about 78 teams. 78 teams. So quickly, uh, there'll be more Cyber Patriot teams maybe than football teams here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in Texas, I think we're, we've cracked about 200 middle school teams. And nationally, we're at about five or 600 middle school teams. Yeah. So this competition uh, goes all the way out to the, the national level as well. I know at high school, does it do that at, at, for the middle school students also? Yeah, actually, we, uh, we have a Canadian team that competed this year, and we have a couple teams in the Virgin Islands as well. It's been uh, interesting to see it grow. When we first started, it was Virginia, Maryland, and Texas. Yeah. And very quickly, it's exploded all over the country, and now international. Yeah. So uh, for the Cyber Patriot, if someone wanted to learn a little bit about that program or take it to their uh, school, is there a, a website for Cyber Patriot? Yeah, the step one is check out uscyberpatriot.org, and that's the uh, the website put out by the Air Force Association. They have some, some great beginning training modules and a lot of good information and recruiting tools as well. Yeah. So that website was uscyberpatriot.org, um, and this is uh, – Mike Maldonado uh, joining us this week talking about the Cyber Patriot program they've built at uh, McNair Middle School in the Southwest ISD here in San Antonio. Uh, and this is uh, really where education's headed, is getting uh, kids interested in technology uh, earlier on in the education cycle. Uh, and I, th I think with uh, these programs in the middle school, we're setting kids up for success in high school and we're setting them up for successful careers uh, going forward from there. So if uh, you're uh, a parent out there listening to us this week and uh, your middle school does not have a Cyber Patriot program, um, talk to your administration, uh, talk to your school board, um, and ask them uh, why not and what they're doing. Because this is uh, something that uh, every school should have, um, and there's unlimited demand, again, out there in the, the private sector. Um, I know running a, a cybersecurity company, uh, myself, that uh, there's more jobs than there are uh, qualified folks out there right now, and it's going to be that way uh, from now on through the the next uh, 30 to 50 years for for your kids that are in school now. They can have a career in cybersecurity that will uh, continue on through their whole uh, adult life. So, uh, as you you talked about uh, Cyber Patriots, so this is a team sport. Um, are there positions in Cyber Patriot? Like, do you have a, a quarterback here and an offensive line? There, there's no set positions, but again, me coming from a, a football background, we absolutely have roles. And so we have, you know, we have team captains and we have co-captains. And so we kind of delegate roles out that way. But when it comes to actual competitions, you know, we have the lead driver for each operating system. We call them drivers at our campus. And so we have, you know, a research specialist. We have a server driver, a Linux driver, a Cisco driver, and the kids know their roles and they know the um, the rotation system that we use. And so every kid should learn every operating system. We have kids who master each operating system, but everybody knows their role and everybody knows that when you're in the research position, you're on Google, you're looking up anything. If somebody throws out a keyword, your job is to go and find out as much information as you can and then share it back with them. And we know that if you're um, in the earlier rounds, we have fewer operating systems. And so there's there's much more opportunity for discussion. And we have kids that are um, the alternates. And sometimes their job is just, you know, food, making sure that the team is good. Run out and get a drink for somebody, making sure that uh, they're not necessarily the water boy position, but they're making sure that uh, that everybody's good yeah. mentally and uh, needs are being taken care of for the operating system and for the drivers. So 
you mentioned uh, operating systems in here. So uh, you mentioned Cisco, uh, Linux, Windows. Uh, can you help explain to our audience, as uh, some parents out there may not know as much about this as some of the uh, middle school kids on your team, uh, what are those three different operating systems? All right, so we, we work on a lot of the different operations. We work on Windows workstations, which is the standard computer laptop that most parents have at home. We work off of Windows 7, Windows 10, Windows 8. But then we also use um, the business side. We use servers. We've, we've worked on Server 2008 as well as Server 2012. And so the kids are having to learn lots of different things, especially when it comes to server, how to set up a machine so that other machines can access it and retrieve data or leave data behind. And then we have uh, Linux, which is probably the most daunting when we first start. Parents have never heard of it. Kids have never heard of it. But after about three weeks, it's everybody's favorite operating system. That's the one that makes the kids feel like they're the most like a hacker because they're working in terminal and everything is real technical. Yeah. And uh, Cisco, that's the, uh, the new piece for middle school. And so we actually have kids who are configuring routers and switches and we use Packet Tracer as well as the, uh, the Netacad software. But that's... Um, the kids really have to take an interest in networking. It's hard to build some support, but you know, when we show the kids the numbers, how much money you can make straight out of high school with certifications, that brings the parents and the kids on board pretty quickly. Yeah. So uh, going uh, through this, if uh, any parents have been out there and you've uh, happened to be watching some of these new TV series, there's Mr. Robot. So like you see Mr. Robot with that terminal up in front of him. Um, he's probably on a Linux machine there. That that one, they, they do a pretty decent job of having uh, some real-looking um, cybersecurity activities going on in that Mr. Robot program. Uh, many of the other things you see on uh, TV, if any uh, folks remember the Jurassic Park uh, movie originally, and she's in and the kid comes in there and uh, she gets into the computer lab and she's flying over what looks like boxes and buildings and she goes, this is a Unix system. That's not what a Unix system looks like. Uh, but if, if you're out there watching Mr. Robot, you're seeing what some real uh, of this stuff looks like, and that's what your kids can learn um, in this kind of program. So uh, aside from the, the learning, um, in, with team sports, and I think this is one of the things that gets parents excited about team sports, is that the, the kids learn to work in a team. Because as you get out into the, the workplace as an adult or as you get further on into college, um, you need to be able to get together in a group and work in a study group and work on team projects. Um, so you said there's there's different roles uh, set up there. What have you seen uh, from the kids coming into this to learn to to work and grow as a team and actually stay together as a team for a six hour long game for middle school kids? <laughs> yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's been interesting. Um, I think where our program differs from a lot of other programs is that um, I don't let the kids choose their teams. Because, you know, you, you see that, but then you also see the lack of productivity. And again, this is where the coaching aspect comes into play. Um, you don't always put your best players on one team. You have egos, you have personalities, you have you have to find your strengths. And um, some of the students, when I first put their teams together, they're devastated. I wanted to work with this kid or I wanted to work with this kid. That's not my friend. And after about three weeks, they built new friendships. So they've learned how to work together. And um, I'm happy to say that a lot of our kids will stay together. I'll, I'll mention changing up the team, and they're like, no, we, we need to stay this way for next year. We have we already got plans for next year. We know who's doing what. And uh, even the teams that I've sent on to high school, they've been um, very successful at that level. And they've told their teachers, like, don't mess up what we have. We have good chemistry. So I've definitely seen it. We have kids that come from the traditional nerdy backgrounds, kids who play Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. And then we have kids that come from athletics. And it brings all these different kids together, and it really creates its own community. 
and, and definitely builds that, that team building component. You're listening to CyberTalk Radio on 1200 WAI. I'm joined this week by Mike Maldonado uh, from McNair Middle School, and we're talking about the Cyber Patriot program. If you're uh, just uh, tuning on and listening now, either on iHeartRadio or on the radio dial in your car um, as you're out and about on a Saturday night, uh, you can uh, listen to this whole episode uh, on iTunes, uh, on the streaming service there, uh, or Pocket Cast if you happen to have an Android phone, um, or if you uh, like sitting around um, like your middle school kids and uh, learning about cybersecurity on YouTube. Uh, we have a Cyber Talk Radio YouTube channel as well. Um, for any kids out there that happen to be in a Cyber Patriot uh, team, uh, there's lots of great things that you could learn by hopping on YouTube and then, uh, instead of watching uh, some of the Minecraft videos that you may be watching, um, you could be listening to some cybersecurity th- experts uh, here on CyberTalk Radio via YouTube as well. Uh, so, yeah, Mike is nodding over there as I'm talking about kids watching Minecraft videos on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome to middle schoolers. I, I have uh, one at home right now myself, so uh, for sure. And uh, so going uh, through this uh, Cyber Patriot. Um, you're taking uh, kids, and is this something that, as a parent, do I need to have a Linux computer at home to be able to do this? Do I need to be able to uh, buy my kids um, Cisco books to to go study these things, or or what do I need as a parent? Because some of these sports, like I mean, football or baseball, or a lot of these, if I'm going to play them, especially at the younger years, um, it's really expensive for me to, as a parent, to be able to support my kid and get them involved in some of them. One of the greatest things about this program, at least the way we, we run it at McNair, is that all resources are provided. Uh, our campus is actually working on a one-to-one program with Chromebooks, so kids can actually check out a Chromebook. So they have access to the resources. Uh, the one thing I do recommend to parents if they don't have um, a machine at home is is to, if they can look into buying maybe an inexpensive machine, and I help them boot a Linux operating system on there. But they don't absolutely need one. Uh, we just tell them everything we need is here and just like football we have practice after school we go two to three hours and the kids have saturday practices as well no so that's uh, great to hear um and so this is a a team sport parents that you can get your kids involved in um that is going to be good for them to learn team building they're going to learn cyber security and uh it's one where uh there's not going to be a a big uh equipment expense up front and uh they're also uh less likely in a cyber patriot to be broken bones uh, also yeah we've had no major injuries in the past three years i'm proud to say no concussions no concussions no one has had a slip and fall yet on the floor uh running uh food or drinks uh back and forth that's good to know uh but that's about the uh the limit of the uh the extent of potential injuries there no carpal tunnel either kids uh, seem to just be able to pound away at keyboards these days this whole talk of uh Carpal tunnel uh, that used to be big back in the day seems to have gone away. It's like uh, I'm not sure what a genetic evolution we've had in only a generation, but there does not seem to be any kids out there these days going, I can't type on the keyboard for anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, my teenagers that I might not be able to rake the yard, my, my arms hurt or my hands hurt, but I could type on a keyboard for 15 hours in a row. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the, the beauties of the program is that it helps build stamina both physically but also mentally. You know, in Texas, we're we're real big on standardized testing. Yeah. And so mental stamina is something a lot of kids haven't developed. So our kids kind of get that, that edge as well. So it, it definitely helps kids learn to uh, become task-oriented. 
Yeah. So I know you guys are, are three years now into this uh, Cyber Patriot program. And uh, for those that are just joining us on the radio, um, Cyber Patriot is a team sport uh, doing cybersecurity starting at the middle school level. Um, you can look up more about that at uscyberpatriot.org. Uh, so when you guys are three years into the program now, you just mentioned the, the standardized testing. Um, have you seen any benefits thus far, and it's kind of early, but on how the kids are doing testing-wise or how their grades do in school um, when they join these programs? Yeah, actually, uh, we were. I was just reviewing some of the data with my principal about a week ago, and we looked at the different extracurriculars, and we looked at you know the, the fine arts programs, we looked at athletics, we looked at cyber, and the kids who are in cyber tend to have the not the best scores, but they don't. They tend to be performing better on standardized tests than kids who are in traditional extracurricular activities. And again, I think that's due to the the stamina they build up and the the research and the the learning skills that they learn through the program. Yeah. <coughs> No, it's uh, great to hear. So you said after-school practices as well, but then Saturday practice? Yeah, that's something that um, I found is necessary to get our kids competitive. And the parents have been really supportive. You know, some parents, they are afraid that we're taking up too much time. But when the parents get to know what it is that we're doing and the importance of the program, they have no problem. They, they help out. They bring supplies. You know, last time we had a Saturday practice, we had a barbecue as well. And so the kids don't mind coming in and, and sitting in front of a Linux box or um, – or packet tracer and learning stuff. And the kids, they really push themselves. Sometimes they're probably too hard on themselves. But uh, we, um, and you know, I tell the kids, in order to be competitive, we, we have to put the hours in, you have to put the work in, and, and the kids really get behind it. Yeah. And so the uh, competition season uh, with uh, Cyber Patriot, uh, how how does that work? Is it like a football season? Is there a Cyber Patriot season? Yeah, absolutely. We we run from September through February, and then there's a, a national competition in April. But you know, preseason starts up again at the end of March. You can start registering for the next season. So uh, I tell the kids, you get the the month of August off, and after that, we go hard. And so we start off with basics, and then we go pretty much twelve hours a week until we're done in February. So. Uh, Preseason starting in March, so we're we're here on the air at the end of February. So you're you're in your little bit of downtime right now and uh, getting ready to uh, kick uh, back up into gear again. Yeah, absolutely. Spring training starts in about a month. Yeah. So if uh, I was a school and I don't have a, a Cyber Patriot program right now, and I wanted to start one up for next September season, do I? Uh, is that something that we could do? And and as a teacher at a school or a school administrator. Uh, could we have a successful program starting next September? Absolutely. One of the biggest fears I hear from administrators and from teachers is that there is no cybersecurity teacher at the middle school level. And I can, you know, I'm a testament to the fact that you don't need a cybersecurity background. I was yeah. a history teacher and a football coach. And you just need somebody who's willing to learn and put the hours in. And as far as administration goes, you need somebody who's willing to go to bat for your teacher and for your students because there's a big fear when it comes to computers on campus at a middle school. Yeah. Uh, our principal and our network administrator, I had to kind of sit both of them down and say, look, I need an unfiltered internet connection in my room. And of course you say that and panic buttons, alarms start going off. I had to sit down with the assistant superintendent. We brought on the director of technology and network admin. I showed them what we were doing and um, they really were hesitant at first, but once we they saw the importance of it, they got behind us. We, we got our own networks. We have a private network in the building. 
And um, the, the number one thing I would say is just don't don't let fear stop you, because we have the resources. I've been developing lessons that teachers can use, and so we have all the all the materials are there. We just need somebody to reach out and, and start the program. So one administrator to sponsor, uh, one teacher to be willing to uh, take on and and coach that first team, and. Um, as you talk through your program, uh, it sounds like you have multiple teams now, just like in, in football, you might have the freshman team in high school, the JV team and a varsity team. Uh, so how does that work in Cyber Patriot for, for you guys? At the, at the junior high level, it's, um, it's pretty straightforward. We actually have 10 teams at McNair, and each team has five players on it. You need two to qualify as a team, but we go five because once you get into later rounds, you really need it. And it's... Um, it's challenging, but you definitely have to set up, you know, your varsity squad. And so we have a varsity squad, we have a JV squad, and then we have, you know, about six freshman teams. And those are predominantly rookies and sixth graders. But um, that's not to mean that, to say that those students can't do well. One of my all-rookie teams actually made it to the semifinals, and and I think they finished number seven in Texas. So they they even surprised me. It's you know the effort they're willing to put in. And the good thing about it is it gives the kids something to ascribe. They all want to be on that A team or that varsity team. Yeah. So when you, you started off the first year, I will, will uh, guess right now you probably didn't have 10 teams. The first year was rough. Well, the first they kind of changed the rules on us. The first year you could have 10 players on a team. So we had three teams, and I think we had a total of about 20 kids. Each team had about six, six kids on it. And then they, they changed it up to in year two so we could have five people per team. And, and that really made it easier for us because we could get more kids actually involved, actually doing stuff on the machines. And so year two we had five teams. And so it was um, pretty good. And then it blew up this year, and we have 10 teams, and it's been exciting. Um, we had to get a second coach to kind of help facilitate and register teams. But it's it's absolutely been worth it. The The growth that we've seen in our district is amazing. And we've actually uh, opened a new middle school, and we helped I helped um, get them curriculum, and they actually had seven teams in their first year. That's uh, that's wonderful to, uh, to hear. I mean, it's growing and expanding um, in your district down there um, to get – stuff going and i'm i hear uh rumors so we have uh here now in in san antonio isd uh the new cast tech high school uh kind of a joint uh public private partnership between heb foundation 8020 foundation um and san antonio isd and i hear there's a similar uh cast two that may be a little more robotics focused uh headed down in southwest isd a partnership with southwest um, toyota heb foundation and some others on that school as well yeah, we are. We're really excited. You know, we've been looking to, um, as I told you, I started off in robotics. We've been looking to kind of build that program as well. But uh, CAST is a wonderful opportunity. I've had lots of parents ask about it, and we're excited to be getting something down there. We're we're trying to push cyber all throughout San Antonio, and we're going to use this uh, avenue as as a way to support that as well. Yeah, it's uh, great stuff to hear. So as uh, we're heading into the uh, bottom of the hour break here with uh, news, traffic, weather updates, hopefully there's not too much traffic this time of night. But if there is an accident out there somewhere on the roadways, uh, the folks at 1200 will let you know here shortly. Um, joined this week uh, with by Mike Maldonado at McNair Middle School, who's the coach of a Cyber Patriot program there, which is a cybersecurity team sport um, that you now can play starting in middle school. It's not at your middle school. Uh, you can learn more about it at uscyberpatriot.org. 
and if you uh, missed this uh, whole uh, first half of the program here where we uh, went through the overview on that, you can uh, listen to our replay that will be uh, on the air on the internet uh, via podcast starting next Tuesday on iTunes, uh, Pocket Casts, and on our CyberTalk Radio YouTube channel. After the break, uh, Mike and I will do the day in the life of a cyber patriot competition so it's game day and we're going to deep dive into game day so the kids getting up in the morning eating a big breakfast and uh getting ready for what a competition looks like so we will walk through a cyber patriot competition uh how it goes how the scoring works and uh how the kids get to find out whether they uh successfully win by defending all of their infrastructure or not Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. Uh, I'm joined this week uh, by a middle school teacher. And you think it's a little strange to have a middle school teacher on a cybersecurity program, but not Mike Maldonado, who's the coach of a cyber patriot uh, team at McNair Middle School here in Southwest ISD in San Antonio. Thank you for joining us this week, Mike, and uh, welcome back after the break. Thanks again. Yeah. So uh, for those that are uh, joining us here um, after the news, traffic, and weather update, uh, we are talking Cyber Patriot. It's a team sport. Starts in middle school, goes all the way up through high school. So your kids could play Cyber Patriot instead of playing football or um, baseball or another uh, physical sport out there. Um, This is a mental sport. It's exhausting. Game day goes for six hours. Uh, We're going to deep dive into game day uh, during this half of the program. If you wanted to learn about the overview, um, how it got started, uh, and how you could encourage your uh, school or administration to start a a Cyber Patriot program, uh, you can listen to the podcast of our show here uh, starting next Tuesday on iTunes, Pocket Casts, or YouTube. Uh, You can also look us up online at www.cybertalkradio.com. So, We've got six-hour-long competitions for Cyber Patriot. Uh, so uh, I did wrestling back in school as a kid, and we had Saturday tournaments. And like we would be getting up for weigh-ins at 6 a.m., and we would go do weigh-in by 7, and then we were there all day. Um, so the, how does uh, the Cyber Patriot uh, day go? When does it get started? And uh, go from there. I mean, there we do things a little different. A lot of teams like to compete on Fridays. Uh, I like to avoid the noise, so we go on Saturdays. The school is nice and quiet. We get to compete in familiar territory. Uh, we get students start arriving about eight eight fifteen in the morning, and the goal is to start competing by nine by nine a.m. The students have a six hour window, so the first forty five minutes we're 
getting the room set up and they'll they'll set up their machines they'll turn their music on they'll get the room set up the way they like it they'll start um making it comfortable and then you know at about 8 25 i'll tell the kids all right here's the the password to extract and so we spend a few minutes extracting and getting the images ready for competition and then at about 8 45 uh we'll, we'll have a team meeting all the teams will get together in the room you know a real quick um pre-game speech by me just to kind of keep the kids focused a little bit of motivation and then uh, some of our students will give a, a little motivational speech. We've had kids who've been in the program. Uh, this is their third year competing, and so they've, they've got some experience and some words of wisdom to share. And then at about 8.58, we uh, put on Europe's final countdown, and the kids love that song. And so at 9 o'clock, we, we press play, and the kids, uh, they jump right in. Yeah. So it sounds like you've uh, shared some of your secrets. So if you happen to be a, a Cyber Patriot coach um, trying to figure out what's Mike doing down there, it's Europe's final countdown uh, right there to get the kids ready to kick off that six hours of competition. Yeah, absolutely. It gets everybody pumped. Yeah. And so um, 9 o'clock we, we start, and the kids, uh, they open up the VMs, they, the virtual machines, and uh, they, they go through the process. You have to acknowledge that you're not going to cheat. You're going to follow ethics. And then they, they put in their team hash, which is the, their unique identifier. They start going through the scenario, and then we start the game. Yeah. So uh, before the break, we talked that there's um, a few different uh, things you do here in uh, Cyber Patriot. So there's Windows, there's Linux, there's the networking with the Cisco piece. Um, so those are the, the like football, effectively. It's the game. It's the goalpost. It's these things that you're, you use as a part of, of the game. But um, what are the rules there? So you said there's an ethics thing uh, going on uh, at so if I'm going to go into this match and um, I'm one of the participants, uh, like is there a, a kickoff and then um, we receive the ball and we run our first offensive play, or, or what are we doing at that game 9 a.m. moment there when I'm after I'm in? All right, so once you get in, um, the, the best sports analogy is you're strategizing. You have to read the scenario. You're you're looking. You're developing your game plan in the first uh, probably five ten minutes of of the of the uh, the competition and really you, you need to know what your plan of attack is it, it's almost like football you, you have your first 20 plays scripted you know you know what you're going to do in the first drive you're going to set passwords you're going to check users but after that what are you doing next and it's different on every image it's different in every round because we don't always know um, what what vulnerabilities exist on the system and so usually we'll have the the, the team captain who's your, your quarterback he'll start assigning roles you start looking up this you do this you do this and there are forensics questions, and so those are some kind of clues as to what it is that the uh, students need to look for. And uh, once we get that going, the kids uh, they start they start they start playing the game. And so that playing the game, this is uh, going through. If I'm um, in my regular computer user world, every once in a while, uh, Microsoft on on my home laptop pops up a thing that says Windows Update needs to update your computer and reboot it, and I always click no um, and just ignore that or it's probably a really bad idea actually he's laughing he's like don't do that yeah no yeah no. please patch your computers everyone at home windows update is good it's safe you can trust all the updates from there they make your computer better not worse um, this the microsoft with the bad security reputation it's not deserved because they have bad updates on windows updates the downloads from windows updates are good now if you're in your web browser and you see a pop-up that says your computer's infected click here to fix it those are bad. Don't click on those. Get your updates and security patches from Windows Update. Probably not through a pop-up ad in your web browser. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the first things we talk about, patching your systems. Yeah. 
So, so they go through, and so for the the start of the competition, you said this kind of plays the first twenty plays are scripted. So it's patching the systems, making sure user accounts have passwords and those sorts of things. So, how much uh, of the time in the competition are the kids going through to knock out these activities that they know they're going to do in every scenario? A lot of the rookie teams they're not used to the game, and so they'll go through each step, and it takes them anywhere from twenty minutes to an hour, hour and a half. We try to teach them shortcuts, but a lot of, again, the rookie teams, they're, they're more familiar with control panel. We try to use the, the MMC, the management console. Uh, the more veteran teams, they're, they know the shortcuts. They know that they can configure an entire local security policy, export it, and then import it. And so you can knock out an hour's worth of work in about 10 minutes. Yeah. And so uh, we had that happen this last round, and it got our teams 20 points in about three minutes. Yeah. And so each um, the, the scoring system, a lot of people, well, how does it work? Uh, each image has 100 points on it. Uh, the, the number of vulnerabilities on each image will vary. And this last round, each one had about 35. So the kids in six hours had to find, they had to find about 100 things to, uh, to fix on the, on the last round, in addition to going through a 20-question Cisco quiz and then configuring uh, a network and packet tracer. And, you know, they, the further they get in the round, the less easy it gets. You know, the rounds are definitely becoming much more challenging. And they're actually having to go through, in some, in some cases, line by line in the registry. Or, you know, install root kits to start examining the BIOS to, to find some of these problems. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> some good advanced security stuff. So the scoring of it, so you've got 100 points per um, operating system uh, in there. Is that what it sounded like? Yeah, so they'll have 100 points per operating system. Uh, what's the, I guess the, the strange thing is some of the stuff that's easy, you might get a point for. So setting a password, deleting a user, you get one, two points. But if you can answer a forensics question or if you find a, a hidden file, then those are, are worth between seven and 13 points. Yeah. Now this sounds like a, I, I took the uh, CCIE lab exam years and years and years ago. Now I'm, I'm old. Um, and uh, back when, when um, I took that lab exam, so it was a day long. This is a Cisco certified internet we, networking expert this is the their highest level certification and um, that lab exam you went to cisco's campus at this point in time they didn't even have a, a testing center anywhere else so you went to their campus and they had these labs set up and you would spend a whole day in there um, and it was 100 points for the day and uh, different questions they actually showed you on the question that this one's worth one point this is worth three points this is worth five points they'll tell you on there what it's worth so i pretty quick um, on doing a lot of knocking those basic things out. I'd done my homework and practicing. And um, by the lunch break, I was super confident I had 70 points. And you needed, I believe, 85 out of 100 to pass and get the CCIE. And I was sitting at lunch break, and I, everyone, a lot of the folks in there are looking really stressed. We're not allowed to talk about anything going on in the test. And I'm just sitting there with a smile on my face, looking relaxed. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I have 70 points right now. And I know that there is no way I'm going to get 15 more points after lunch. Like, I'm done. Like, I've read all the questions. I'm going to be on the doc CD. So, like, this is the equivalent. I guess you've got researchers in Cyber Patriot that can go out and use Google on the Internet. We didn't get Google back then. We had a, a document CD that had all of Cisco's document library on there. And if you're having to read through the document CD, um, by that point in time, you're probably not going to find the answers to the questions uh, to get the stuff uh, up, done, and configured. Yeah. I uh, did not pass that test. Um, I uh, had 70 points by lunch, had a great lead, um, but uh, did not uh, get another 15 points for the second whole half of the day. 
Yeah. So it, it sounds kind of similar to uh, getting them prepared for uh, like if they're going to go on to get that highest level certification. Now Cisco has um, a number of different locations of uh, the Bay Area, North Carolina, and um, I haven't kept up too much with this, but I'll bet there's even more of those CCIE lab exam testing centers across the U.S. and the rest of the world now uh, where they could go uh, get that highest level certification, uh, probably not coming straight out of middle school. Going from uh, McNair down there uh, up to Southwest High School, they, they do the CompTIA training on networking and Linux and Windows there, so you can start progressing through that those Cisco certifications and uh, networking certifications and Linux certifications during high school. Um, to get yourself a big head start getting out there into the the working world. When you go graduate from high school, you can go straight into a job or um, really uh, go to a, a couple of years of college and get uh, through um, at the Alamo area colleges into a mid to senior level networking role um, or a computer security, cybersecurity role uh, without having to figure out how to take on four years of uh, college debt. Yeah, we, we really try to give the kids a head start, and um, we've had kids as young as eighth grade end up with their Security Plus certifications. Oh, that's uh, that's awesome to hear. Um, eighth graders getting out there and, and getting that that head start and understanding from there. They can also keep the parents uh, safe at home. So we're uh, segued a little here, but going back to the competition. So you've, they've gone through, they've knocked the the easy stuff out. Um, so you said that uh, the some of these higher point um, challenges are forensics questions. So uh, can you share an example uh, scenario where they, what they've got to go figure out in order to uh, score some of those higher points? Yeah, they, there's usually about two to three per image or per operating system. And some of the easier ones are, you know, there's a, a movie file that doesn't belong here. Find the directory, the absolute directory. And so the kids will just have to find the file and then figure out where it's located. Some of the more challenging ones are they'll have to, they're given a, a vulnerability and they have to identify it by the CVE number. Or um, we had one this last round on a server. They had to find the C name, which is an alias for uh, a, one of the DNS servers that they had to configure. And so some, a lot of it is just research-based. We don't typically go over some of these things, so they have to go and figure out what is this thing, how do I find it, and then go in and actually do it. Yeah, because no, uh, you can spend uh, 20 years in this industry uh, like I have and. Uh, you will still be looking up, learning, and researching. So teaching those fundamental skills um, is important uh, all the way through. This is uh, one where technology is uh, evolving and changing very rapidly, uh, and I think it will continue to change very rapidly. So learning the basic uh, fundamental troubleshooting, isolation, research, and then applying that research to solve the problem is critical to a successful um, technology job and career critical to uh, many of the things out there uh, in life as well. So it, you go through uh, one of these uh, forensic rounds. And uh, so as the day's going on, can some of the teams finish early? Or like kind of like I did in that CCI lab exam where like these are all the points I'm going to get this time, coach, and we're kind of done? Yeah, that's happened a few times. Uh, they get six hours. And usually about hour four, they start to hit a wall. I mean, you see it in their face. You see it in their body language. Hour one, everybody's excited. They're pumped. You know, they Europe is playing in the background. They're they're ready to go. Hour two, the teams that know what they're doing, they're trucking along. Some of the teams, the rookie teams, they start slowing down. They're spending more time on Google. Hour three, the fatigue starts to set in. Yeah. Um, and then in a few years, a few years back rather, we had um, 
we had some teams that just the emotion. I mean, they overcome with emotion. There's tears. They're screaming. They're going outside. I have to encourage them. You know, you can take mental breaks. Yeah. You you need to take mental breaks. You need to get up. You need to walk away from the machine. Come back with a fresh mind. A fresh mind. So that the, there's no uh, halftime in Cyber Patriot. No. Once you start that first image, you're, you you get six hours. Yeah. And so time management is crucial. And again a lot of the different captains of the teams have their own management style. And I encourage them, you know, some teams they'll rotate every 30 minutes, some teams every 45 minutes, some teams, they just, they want to stay and they work to, till they're done. We have one team, which very smart group of kids, but they, they push themselves too much. You know, they refuse to eat, they refuse to drink because they have to get it done. And, and, and it, it, it takes its toll on them. Yeah. And we've had <laughs> some, some incidences where we had to like remove, physically remove the child from the room because they're, they're breaking down and they're, they're just having an attack and, and we have to encourage them. Hey, you know, it's a team sport. Trust your team. Yeah. Trust your team. And, and as well, I mean, it's, it, those happen in all sports. And I mean, this is good, I think for kids to learn how to work through, uh, both the, the mental aspects of this, uh, the physical aspects of being able to go hard for six hours, uh, after something. Um, but then as, as well with the mental aspects of dealing with the emotions under a stressful situation is um, life is going to continue to throw stress at uh, all of us and learning the sooner in life you can learn to deal with stress in a positive way, um, the, the better you will set yourself up to be a um, successful adult out here in uh, the real world after middle school. Yeah, and that's what we try to get the kids to understand. You know, it's a game, but there's the skills that we're learning are absolutely going to carry them through their careers and through adulthood. Yeah. So, uh, do all of the teams get to see a, a scoreboard? Is there like a, a TV monitor posted up somewhere, or is there a website where they can go check and see how they're doing versus the other teams in the competition? There is. There's, there's an individual score report that each team has access to, so they'll know how many points they have on each image, as well as how many vulnerabilities they have left to find. And in addition to that, there is a posted scoreboard, which uh, is only open during rounds of competition. It's at scoreboard.uscyberpatriot.org. And I try to tell the kids not to watch the scoreboard. That's my job. I'll, I'll monitor. I'll let them know if they have questions. But uh, one thing I found is that they get so hung up on the scoreboard that they quit working the game. And they'll, they'll get a point. And where am I at now? And then they'll, they'll get another point. Where are we at now? And it's like, you haven't changed. Just, just keep working. Yeah. And, um, you know, the scoreboard, not that it lies, but... Not everybody competes at the same time, so we'll finish number two during a round, but they still have another day and a half of competition to go, and so we might move up or down depending on different things. Yeah. So you said some of the the teams compete on Friday. So like, would this start Friday after school at three p.m. and go until nine at night? We will go. Um, typically, we'll start same same hours, nine to three during the school day. Yeah. And uh, uh, Cyber Patriot has set hours when we can compete inside that time, and. And a lot of the high schools, they'll go during the school day and they'll just they'll go to about three o'clock. Um, again, we, we had 10 teams, so we did have to do that a couple of days. But the distractions are just uh, they're too much sometimes. Yeah. And so we prefer Saturdays. There have been times when we had to go on Sundays. And that's been a, an interesting experience, too, because the school is entirely shut down. There's nobody there. And sometimes it's too quiet. Yeah. Uh, going through, so the competition's up um, and teams compete in rounds. Uh, so you're playing against all of the other teams uh, across the country in each of these rounds? Yeah. we. Um, you know, once we figure out where the teams are at, it's pretty easy to figure out where your competition is. This year, the past two years, our biggest competition's been in Missouri, Alabama, Maryland, and Washington, with uh, California fielding a few strong teams as well. So you kind of get to know 
through the the series uh, where the competition is. But it's it's interesting because a lot of the times the kids, their their focus is so narrow. They want to beat the middle school down the road. They want to beat the other middle school in town, and that's not our competition. Our competition's in the valley. You know, Harlingen has some great teams, but it's also the the schools in Maryland and, and Washington that that that's our true competition. Yeah. So and through the course of a season, uh, how many uh, matches do they? have to or how many rounds of competition are there through the cyber patriot season well we'll start spring training here in the next month or so and usually there's two or three exhibition rounds over the summer those are fairly easy kind of just to get their feet wet and see is this something they want to do but once we get into competition we'll have two practice rounds in september and then they'll have three actual rounds of competition the qualifiers and at the end of three rounds they'll combine scores and the top 50 percent will advance to the um the semifinals in the state round and for the, the semifinals in the state uh, rounds as the teams move through competition, are they doing that uh, still here locally, or do they all go off to where you have teams from multiple schools competing in the same gymnasium? Uh, that's that's kind of been my dream is to get all the schools together, but right now uh, the infrastructure is just not there. We don't have the, the the infrastructure to support that. So every every team competes on their own campus or at their own designation, and we have a few schools that compete at um, churches or community centers. Um, but the, the dream would be that we can have all teams together. I think it would build the competitive atmosphere as well as make the game a bit more interesting. Yeah, so uh, Geekdom, if you're hearing this, if you're listening, um, Mike needs a clean 10 gigabit internet connection, lots of room for kids with uh, a bunch of uh, computer area to set up, lots of electricity, um, some areas where they can go and have some quiet so they can talk as a team. Um, if there's uh, anyone in San Antonio, we could even get all of the middle schools together, maybe for one of the uh, exhibition or preliminary rounds, maybe those uh, semifinals and those ones you guys may need to take seriously off on your own campus. But for one of the exhibition rounds, it'd be great to get everybody together. So if you've uh, got a facility space that could work for that, uh, let's uh, reach out to us at CyberTalk Radio. We know how to get uh, in contact with Mike, and uh, he'd love to see multiple teams from multiple schools in uh, one area competing together. Absolutely. I'd love to help uh, make that happen. Yeah. So um, as the uh, the kids go through um, and say you, you win a competition or you win a round, do they give out uh, trophies here? Do they give out old computer towers? Um, what, what's a, what does winning look like in, in Cyber Patriot and how do kids get recognized for that? From the Air Force Association, the way it works is if you finish as a top three team in your state after the first three rounds, they'll, they'll have you they'll give you a, a Texas state certificate or whatever state you're from. And those are usually presented by members of the local or state uh, Air Force Association chapter. Um, here locally in San Antonio, we're blessed to have the Cyber Texas Foundation, which puts on an annual event called the Mayor's Cup. And at that event, they'll recognize the best teams, the best middle school, best high school, best all-female teams. And, uh, and they'll have a, a presentation called the, where they actually give the Mayor's Cup. And they'll recognize those kids. And sometimes those kids get some sort of a monetary donation uh, locally on our campus, what we do is if a team finishes as a top three team in the state, we provide them with a jacket. It's not quite a letterman, but it provides some recognition. People know who they are. So is it a, a jacket or is it a hoodie? No, we have a jacket. The Jackets. kids, uh, this year was a pullover. It's a pullover. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. That. I just was curious if it was the Mr. Robot hoodie or not. Yeah. It's a good idea. I might try that. This you year. may try that this year. So, uh, we've, uh, been talking on cyber talk radio this week, uh, with Mike Maldonado from McNair middle school here, who's the coach of the cyber Patriot program and, um, a, a highly successful cyber Patriot middle school program as well. Um, 
when he thinks about competing. If you uh, just joined us right now, he thinks about competing with schools all across the country, not just the ones down the street um, here in San Antonio. Even though we are um, Cyber City USA, his uh, competition is uh, all across the USA. Uh, you can learn more about Cyber Patriot um, to get your middle school uh, or high school involved if you're an administrator, or a teacher, or a parent at uscyberpatriot.org. Um, they're going to start their spring training here soon, and uh, you can uh, follow along. It sounds like there's a scoreboard.uscyberpatriot.org as well to uh, see how the competitions are going and what the competition schedule looks like uh, for each of these teams. Uh, if you want to learn more about Cyber Talk Radio, uh, you can go to our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. Uh, you can also uh, listen to the replay of this episode and uh, all of our other past episodes on YouTube, uh, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. So, Mike, in uh, closing us out here this week, so if you're uh, trying to uh, talk to a middle school student and he, and he says, hey, uh, Mr. Malnato, I'm, I'm interested in Cyber Patriot. Is this the right thing for, for me? What's the, the speech and the, the answer you give to a kid coming to ask you about it? The answer is always yes. There's so, always something for every student here. It's, it might be a matter of finding if they prefer you know, desktop security or, or networking, but I absolutely want to welcome every student. You know, it doesn't matter if they're GT, special ed, general ed, ELL. Every student has a place in cyber. And so some of the things we'll talk about is what are your interests in. You know, I try to provide them with some resources. Like There's a new card game very similar to Magic the Gathering called Cyber Threat Defender. And I encourage them to start with that. And it's fundamentals of networking. Uh, students who are really interested, I encourage them to visit, you know, half price books or bookstores and start purchasing those materials to learn as much as they can and implement it. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you want one of those cyber threat defender card games, um, uh, reach out to uh, Mr. Maldonado and um, we'll uh, sponsor any decks for any listeners we have here if you want one. Um, and you're a kid in his school and would like one, let us know and we'll uh, get you one courtesy of Cyber Talk Radio. 